Previously on Roleplay Radio. Cost. You head to Silverquill Campus. Rather, before you even get there, you see this handsome ass drow. Cost Silvertrope from the squad. I don't think I've met you though before. Dario. Dario Shari. You will notice he continuously checks you out. Is there something the matter? No, no, no. I just. I like your vibe. Oh, well, thank you. <clears throat> and you see this. Flawless, stunning-looking lady. Also a drow. She's holding a glass of wine already. Hi! Hi! I take it that you're my roommate mm -hmm. for the year. Cost Silver Trove. Kamira, and she uh, holds her hand out almost as if for you to kiss it. <laughs> Listen, you are with me now. Kamira, you and I, we're gonna rule this campus this year. Oh yeah? But in order to do that, oh boy, we need to do something about this. I am uncomfortable. My name's Quintilius, Quintilius Melantor III. Once they asked me to play a tiefling. Could you believe it? This gorgeous face playing a filthy tiefling. Thanks for a lovely party, everyone. Interesting that an actor is afraid of feeling things. I'm a thespian. Griff would like to give me your coat. Oh wow, it's nobles putting on my coat. <laughs> hey, are you thinking of joining Prismari next year? Because you and I should be mates. Hi, my name's Anya. Anya Jaeger. Mistake. By the way, I really love what you did with your earrings there. It really brings out the color in your eyes. Oh, thank you. The bells start ringing, announcing the arrival of Captain Dapplewing. She's got a cane. She's having trouble going up the stairs. Looks so weak and gaunt. Her health has deteriorated since last year. As you can see, students, your captain requires assistance. It is my pleasure to welcome your new vice-captain. And the curtains open. And the first thing you notice is this beautiful golden mane. Greetings, Strixhaven. It is an honor to be back. We begin today's session with Grip. You all said goodbye to a friend. You spend that evening partying in the swamps. Which made sense, you still have like the whole weekend before the first day of classes. But Griff, you weren't doing so well to begin with, with the drinking. I want to see a constitution check for how drunk off your ass you got. <clears throat> Alright. No ass. Oh, that's a weird <laughs> plus no. a six for an eleven. You're not terrible. But you are kind of, you know, stumbling home a little bit. You make it there safely, you're not gonna pass out. You are walking through Prismari campus. It looks vaguely familiar. You're heading to the student dorms. You're pretty sure you know where your room is. And you make it inside. As soon as you go in, the lights go on. Oh! Oh! What? I didn't even... Touch anything. You see Quintilius sitting at the edge of his bed, sober as hell, as if he was expecting you, wide awake. He gets up immediately. He's like, Sir, Mr. Burningham. Yeah. Can I call you that or can I call you Griffin? Which would you prefer? I mean, I'd rather you call me anything right now. I'm just, just trying to go to bed. Why Absolutely. So I've already here? prepared your bed for you. Why? What? He motions you over to the bed, and he has indeed, like, unfolded the edge, ready for you to be tucked in. Wow, that's, that's actually a pretty nice job. Would you like some tea? No, I've had a lot of liquids. Oh. Okay, he dumps the tea out the window. Ow! 
right? Just a janitor. Cordelius? That is me. Thank you for remembering. And may I say, Griffin, it's such an honor to call you by your first name. You know, the lights are still on. Okay, oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. He dims them. Oh. How are you feeling? Oh, remarkably better. Good. No, slightly better. Good, good, girl. Listen, I just want to say... Sure. I could not be happier with this little arrangement. I could have sworn you were going law vault. When I heard that not only had you gone prismari, but that you had been paired up with me, what? I just... Rick's I got, got the sense... Up against the wall, leaning. I got the sense that this was destiny. That you and I were meant for greatness. Have you... Are you listening? Hey, hey, hey! Ah! Ah! I, I'm sorry. Oh, you are loud! Did you doze off? Why am I not in my bed? Here. Let me escort you. <laughs> Let me tuck you in. Escort you three feet. I'll give you a little oh. kiss on the foreheads. I forgot Quintilius was your roommate till now. It has not even been the first week of class. Did you put that chocolate there on my pillow? I sure did. How did you know that was my favorite? Well, I did some research. <laughs> well, if I remember this, we'll talk about this. <laughs> Whatever you need this year. Yeah. I am at your command. Uh, I am your man. You hear me? You're my man. I am your man. He Say throws it. up like weak finger guns. You're the guy. He grabs your finger like... <laughs> <laughs> like he's <laughs> Is this some kind of Leon then? No, it's, it's not a... That, is, that isn't a thing. We shouldn't make that a thing. Oh. Well, let me know if you need anything. I'll be right over there. He points at his bed, which is just like six feet away. Oh, man, that's really close. Do you mind if Did I... Did you move that closer? No. <laughs> Alright. Do you mind if I leave the light on? I like to read past midnight. He, t he just takes his headband and he just pulls it back <laughs> over his eyes and he's... Okay, can we have quiet time now? Absolutely. Sweet dreams. <laughs> Bye. Remember, I am your man, Griffin. Mistake wants to snoop on roommate. How are you snooping on roommate? I was pictured as Mistake stumbles back that same night, still definitely uh, drunk, before she opens the door to her room, like remembers, oh wait, there's a strange person in here now. You would hear snoring. Very <laughs> loud snoring. Taps her earring to get a scene from this person's past. Okay. You are taken to a village. At least it sounds like one because you don't hear clockwork. You don't hear a lot of bustling noises. It sounds like there's people farming, you know, birds. It sounds like the countryside. And you hear, y'all did all this for me? I, I don't understand. I, and then you hear a couple of murmurs. There's a crowd in front of and yeah, you would assume, because it's, it's her voice that's talking. You are our one chance to return to normal. We trust you. So go and make us proud and maybe come back and see if we can fix this. And it's just, I, I, I don't know the first thing about 
what happened? How am I supposed to fix everything? I'm just a girl. I'm just... You are our only salvation, Anya. Just take the money and go. What if I... What if I'm not your salvation? What if I... I don't know. What, what if I just flunk out? Well then, whatever knowledge you gain, you can bring back to us. And that'll be enough. Okay. Thank you all. For Vermeulen, she says. And then, after you hear a heavy coin purse dropping, you are brought right back to the present. No, she won't go bad. Okay. Gary would probably check in at the tavern to get started ah, working. You head in there that weekend. They haven't opened. I mean, that makes sense. They've yet to open your open. Gary open. hasn't started working yet, you know, who's going to cook the food? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> there are some clockwork servants working on it, adding on second floor and expanding the back. When you go in through the front door, you're already hearing, Ah, oh, for fuck's sakes, you scoop it out, you throw it, but not here. I don't, I don't know, just take it away from here. Take it to pillar drop. Just, uh. And then like, talk. It's talk. Uh, hey, talk. <laughs> What's going on? Fuck. Oh, kid. And he gives you a big old hug. Oh, oh, okay. You're crushing me. <sighs> you had me worried sick, you know. Why? Because you're now hot shit. Okay? Remember the VF squad? I was like, shit, what if this kid gets assassinated over the summer? What the fuck am I gonna do? Gotta find a new cook. Um, thanks for caring, You're welcome. I guess? You're welcome. Yeah. So, uh, hey, listen, hope you don't mind. Uh, we're, gonna, we're gonna be extra busy this year. We're gonna have a couple more cooks in the kitchen, expanding, making a second floor. We're gonna have some rooms for those people to get too drunk and need a room to stay, get some more income. Wait, don't most people live on campus? I mean, well, everyone can walk home. That's why, is, that's why, shit. Jabber, it was Javanish's idea, okay? It's not mine, but, but it made sense. It's so uh, uh, persuasive. Should I be worried about these new cooks? Eh, probably not, they're fresh years. I was a first year. Don't get too cocky, all right? And listen, check it out. Brings you up to the back, and they're like putting up a fence. There's, a, there's always a big field there for those in heaven who's right near the Archway Commons. There's a bunch of grass that then leads into the park area. Technically, a bunch of these acres are mine, okay? So, fuck that, but when I don't care what she says, I'm gonna add some uh, patio furniture out here, and I'm thinking a pool right over there. What you think? A pool? A pool. Clockwork Sherman's already working on it. They're a bit slow, but you know, in due time. The, the patio furniture all makes sense, but heavy food and beer don't really go well with swimming. Ah, it's fine. We'll, we'll just get one of the janitors to clean it up. It's fine. You got a janitor friend, right? That, uh, that Burning Hammer fella? No, actually. He's, um, being the secretary for the Entrepreneurial Society, which somehow he's getting paid for. I was not being paid for being part of the Entrepreneurial Society. <laughs> well, damn. I don't know what's worse, secretary or janitor. But hey, more power to the guy. All right, let's get started. No race for you to, uh, this year. Funds are tight, as you can see. Uh, Clearly, no funds could have been spared in the making of this pool. 
Absolutely not. Pool's important. Mm -hmm. People like the pool. People don't like you getting a raise. <laughs> I then, like the, then I have to jack up the price of food, and people don't like that. And Gary begins mm -hmm. settling into the kitchen, really, because uh, Bulls and Tavern will not open till the following day. Koss, anything you wanted to do that weekend? I think Koss is going to stop by Spas. Uh, the Strictly Performing Arts Society, checking on what the production is this year and how they can get involved. Oh boy. They are going in with the express goal of not becoming the producer this year because they want to focus on their studies. It's called Guys and Thralls. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you go to the roast stage. You are, you're already seeing lightning before you even show up. Oh, well, I hope Luke has gotten better over the summer. Goss <laughs> is going to go towards the source of the lightning. You get there, and you see Zaphi front and center, and all around the stage are just chairs that have been set up, so it's official members of Spas, not like the actors or anything, just like the producers and the stagehands and all that. Each person has a stack of scripts. Zaphi has like a stack by his foot, and he's just like, trash, trash. Trash! Double trash! I like that one though. This one? Yeah. This one right here? You like this one right here? Yeah. Let me see. Which is your favorite part? Show me. Show me. Point to it. Point to it. Wait, like lights on fire in Luke's head. That's what I think of what you like. That's what I think. You know, I should have seen it coming. But hey, thanks for being outspoken, Luke. Appreciate you. Yeah. Appreciate you too. This is abusive. <laughs> somebody mage hands taps Zaphi on the shoulder. He reaches around as if to snatch somebody's wrist, like, what? And then the mage hand just like points to the side. Koss is going to tip their hat towards Zaphi in as much as you can tip a witch hat. <laughs> Hello, Professor. Everybody get out. I, that doesn't seem cold. All right, everybody stay. But be quiet. Walks over to Koss and puts out a hand. I want to say that it was on fire at first when he puts it out, and he's like, oh, sorry, and just shakes his hand. Thank you. Um, and then Koss will shake uh, his hand. Koss Silvertrow. Damn it, it is good to see you. Yeah, it's good to see you too. Um, I was wondering, is there any. Are, do you have a production going on this year? I mean, you must have a production going on this year. I was just wondering if there's something I could do to help out with this one. Oh, 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 oh Koss. No production that I could see. Just a heaping pile of trash. We got guys and thralls. Hello, Thrally. Like we got it. Give me more. Give me more. What do we got, people? Uh, uh, Mama Miss Rob? <laughs> that one is kind of chill. <laughs> Lay Wizard Rob. <laughs> Lay Wizard Rob. And he just starts going through this list of, of musicals. Just like, the problem with all these guys is that they've been dumb. If not in the past 20 years and in the past 30 or 40, but god damn it, it's been done. Have some originality, for Christ's sakes. I mean, last year, Carlos, you remember, we took an old piece of work and we made it our own. Yes, uh, that's true. Why we appropriated the hell out of it, that and for good cause. Good. That part was less good. I was wondering, what, why not just do the same thing again? Appropriate things. No, just rewrite From something. Okay, keep going. Uh, I don't know, Guys and Thralls, that's, that's a fun... Sorry, I need to set some boundaries here first. I 
do not want to be a producer again this year. I'm sorry. It was a lot of fun, but it was also a lot of work, and I would have failed that year if it weren't for the fact that we got automatic A's on our exams on the finals. Oh. Was it something I said? No, 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 no. It was... Something I did? No. Uh... My temper. It was my temper, wasn't it? It God was, damn it! It was intimidating, but it was fun. I got used to it. was never directed at me. That was nice. Um, Sorry about that. Sorry, y'all. I, I just wanted to um, offer, like, if you if you need a set design, a, a set designer or a painter or, you know, just a, a musician, I can help out with those. Cause there will always be a seat at our table. Okay, there's no table here, but there will always be a seat. Somebody get Cost Silver Show a seat, goddammit! Cost will just paint a seat for themselves and immediately <laughs> sit down ah. when they were standing. Look at you, bringing your own. Love it. Everybody, take notes. Okay. Now, shall we continue the discussion, or should we just go for, I don't know, a talent show this year? Talent show could be fun. I mean, that was a joke, cops. But, let's brainstorm. <laughs> this time, it's a happy lightning. Oh, that's fun. It made a smiley face. I've been working on that all summer. I'm trying to be more. One tiny thing about the gifts that everyone got from Mistake. Mm -hmm. Griff would have noticed this the first day. Your, your little beans were covered in some sort of black, brown smudge. Smudge, not bomb? Not bomb, just smudge. And everyone else in the F Squad will notice if they hold this for a little too long, their hands get this substance on them that they then transfer to everything else they touch. Griff. <laughs> not, not bomb. Not bomb? <laughs> and in the process of sniffing it, it comes away like on his face. <laughs> he's gonna go to the sink. I don't know, he's gonna go to the door, right? To open the bathroom door and pull his hand. What? Why is that? Uh, he'll take the backs of his hands and push them together to twist the knob. I got it, sir. I got it. Yeah. Now Quintilius's hand has the right, box This is a lotion. A new lotion. <laughs> don't, don't. Now you. Griff is gonna give up on you. And he's gonna go and he's gonna wash his hands. But he's gonna use the backs of his paws to fumble around with it. What happens? Mistake. It, it washes off. It washes off? Yeah. Okay. Is it just a prank? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Today is the first day of class. Okay. Mistake, when you wake up that morning, Anya's been tossing and turning, like, a lot that night. Could just be nerves. You're not quite sure. But you definitely can hear her across your enormous suite, which says a lot. She's loud. And when she wakes up that morning, she's just like, No, you can't have me! <sighs> she realizes that her pillow is on fire. She's like, oh shit, 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 shit. And she starts tapping it. <laughs> okay. Alright. We're here. You alright? What? She I think, at, I think at this point, like, Mistake was going over to make sure she was okay. And like took a giant step back when she yelled. Oh shit. Yeah, no, I'm good. Sorry, um, mistake, right? Yeah. Right. I should have warned you. I was hoping it wouldn't happen this soon, but I get nightmares sometimes. Yeah, it just happens. Any particular cause? 
Uh, she starts like getting ready to go. She starts doing her bed as she's talking. Oh, we just, you know, it started recently. It's no big deal. It's a bit personal. Right, sure. Yeah. Um, I, I, w I mean, I, I wasn't going to bring it up until it became relevant. I just didn't expect it to become relevant because I was doing well last year, but going back home for the summer, it just brought back old memories. That's it. Home trauma. Basically. I, I can get that. Oh. Well, um, I mean, I'm sorry to hear that, but that makes me feel a little better. Because you get it. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to leave home at home. Yeah, it is. Especially if the reason you're here is because of mom. Yeah, especially. Cool! Uh, and when she does the <laughs> finger gun, she accidentally shoots out a little fireball. <laughs> Sorry, I'll put that out. But it comes easy to you, doesn't it? It's my temper. Yeah, if I lose my temper, well, let's just say I need a whole new set of clothes. <laughs> that sounds intentionally also traumatizing. That's why I wear a lot of leather. <laughs> Makes sense. Very. Yes. When you wake up, you actually wake up to the sound of uh, giggles. Oh, ain't you the cut? Ain't you the cutest one? You're so damn cute. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. And you see Catarus in the corner with his back to you, cross-legged, in front of your mouse cage. Okay, stop talking to me. Right, that's, that's probably good. <laughs> and he's got one of the mice in his hands. He's like, oh, you're such a little cutie, little fella, ain't you? Oh, yes, you are. Oh, no, not that way. Oh, hey, good morning. Oh, morning. Um... Hey, that... tea? You want some tea? Oh, yes, thank you. That one's brown. I mean, like his name. He's a white mouse, but his name is brown. Oh, I was about to say you colorblind. I knew a fella who was colorblind. Yeah, no, a nice guy. Name's Ricard. Uh, <laughs> hope you don't mind. I just, I love animals. No, I mean, that's totally fine. I'm glad that the mice aren't a problem. No, not at all, please. Look at it. Oh, he's so cute. I'd ask to keep him, but I know you like to work on them, so... I mean... Run it by me again. What is it you're doing? So, I have, um, this, this memory wiping potion that I'm trying to figure out how to reverse the effects of. Essentially, teach the mice how to get through a maze to get to a treat. Uh-huh. Then wipe their memories, which doesn't hurt them or anything. You know, they just, they forget anything they oh, might have remembered. Ah. So you're telling me he's not going to remember me? Um, well, I mean, if I'm not running any experiments today, then he'll that's, remember you. It's great, because we've been bonding all night. I mean, I just, I, I, I don't sleep. Like at all? It's not a, a necessity for, pe for people like me. Right, right, yep, that, that makes sense. I think I knew that. Yeah. Class is starting in half an hour. You a late sleeper, Gary? I am a completely average sleeper. <laughs> Well, as was established last year. Let's get his dress and let us go. Right. Yeah, yep. Pondrick's garbs. Gotta represent. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Yeah. And uh, he like stands in the corner and does this and has the vines like dressing. <laughs> What's up? Sorry, that was um, just surprise. I'm not watching you change. That's weird. <laughs> I mean, I don't mind. It's fun. Vines pull off his shirt to reveal a flawless <laughs> six pack. <laughs> I'll just um, change in the 
Oh hey, you need some help, and then some vines start crawling your way. Uh, nope, nope, I'm, I'm good. No, I mean, it's not me doing it. I mean, they kind of have a mind of their own. Once I, I mean, no, I, I'm sure, uh, but I, I'm pretty capable of doing it myself. All right, let me know if you need anything. Sure. And Jerry just shuts himself <laughs> in the bathroom. He's never had a roommate before, so he's kind of. Uh, Koss um, might be up early to work on some portraiture, though I think my roommate also doesn't sleep, if I recall. Yep. So. And in fact, when you wake up, Koss, and you feel something fuzzy on your cheek. Koss is going to try to pick up the fuzzy thing off of their cheek. It is a tarantula. <sighs> Koss is going to put it down. <laughs> Gently. You see your roommate, Kamira, doing her makeup in a corner. She can see you through the mirror. She's like, oh, don't mind him. He likes to wander. I, I don't mind him. What's what's his name? He doesn't have one. Did, did, did you not give him one? How long did you have him? A couple of years. I don't name my pets, Koss. Pets are so fleeting, you can just replace them very easily. Right. So, um, I guess I should have introduced you to mine, then. You brought an animal to oh, our room? Not exactly an animal. Uh, and Koss is going to, like, make a little conjuring motion. This, this is mine. It's a Pinkling, I believe, is what we've decided to call him. And <laughs> his name is Pigment. Very colorful. I'm not sure I like it. <laughs> So, <laughs> Koss, I wanted to apologize about the other day. Um, what for? My girls, they love to follow me around and be at my beck and call, kiss my ass, all that sort of stuff. Don't, don't get me wrong, I love it, but it can get a bit tiresome. They have no backbone. Do you have a backbone, Koss? Multiple, depending on the day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sassy. I like it. <laughs> Alright. And she gets up from the chair. Your turn. I was I was going to work on some portraiture. Um, I, I like to try to get some artistic thoughts out in the morning. Cos, your body is a work of art. What is a canvas going to do for you? Nothing. It's gonna sit there and acquire dust. Meanwhile, this face, and she starts facing around you, that face is what people see every day. And that face needs to look glamorous. Koss just woke up, and I want to say that their face isn't put together properly, <laughs> like quite literally so. So they take a second to just like pop an ear into place, essentially. I mean, sure, I, I guess. I think we got off on the wrong foot. And I would like to fix that. No, 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 it's fine. I, I'm down to try anything once, so sure, let's do it. Perfect. And she sits you down and starts working on your makeup. And all the while she's giving you this talk that seems to be very self-centered. Anytime she includes you, it's still somehow about her. It's like, cause you stick by me, and together, we can rule this campus, cause. You and me, be it girls. What do you think? Well, um, not eight girls, but I don't know, sounds fun. What are you thinking? Like, um, fun? 
activities. Bowling <laughs> nights. If that's what you want, but cause think bigger. You and I, queens, or king and queen, whatever uh, you prefer. I don't know. I, I've experienced being talked at the campus before. It's it's not always cracked up to be. Oh, stop bragging. You're making me jealous. But first, before anything, we must work on your outfit. Starting with that hat. Are you wearing it? Um, I don't think so. She reaches for like with a mage hand to grab your hat and starts pulling and tugging at it. <laughs> it is a bit horrendous, right? I mean, this style hasn't been in since 4,132 maybe? Yeah, but I, I like that hat. Otherwise people don't know it's me all the time, so that's why I wear it around. And that's why your face must become what people remember. Yeah, it's very difficult for me in particular. It could be anything. Try this. And she pulls out a beanie, like the, uh, yeah, like yeah, the yeah. thready, like, yep. I think they're called, uh, actually, no, they're done. <laughs> cable beanie. It's a cable okay. beanie. Get prepared. <laughs> she pulls that in. research. Okay, I can try this for a bit. I'll try anything once. Mm -hmm. Let's curl your hair while we're at it. Uh, Koss is just gonna curl their hair out there. <laughs> I wanna say Koss has like a sketch pad and is like getting out some of their ideas while this is happening. Mm -hmm. So one of Koss's consistent artistic themes is drawing a version of themselves with like half of their face in their true form and half of their face in a different form. They are trying to do something different than what they keep on coming back to, but they keep on drawing Dario. Ooh. She looks over your shoulder, pulling out different silver quill colored jackets for you to try on. And then she notices. Oh. Who's that? Oh, nothing. Just a bit of inspiration. Yeah? Why does your inspiration look so familiar? I don't know. Maybe it was like... It's probably because of you, actually. You're my new roommate. And, you know, I try to, sometimes I just kind of like reflect people around me. Can you roll a deception check? Sure. It's 14. She lets it go. Alright. Are we ready? I guess. Am I ready? It kind of seems like that's your call. <laughs> Have a backbone, cause. Let's go. Double time. So, you make it to class. Central Campus is bustling, not only with students, but also there is a significant amount of clockwork servants. Well, new models of clockwork servants that may or may not have something affiliated with Burning Hammer on their chest. Oh, come on. I'm sorry. Oh, come on. Yep, you all see this as you're heading to class. And in fact, I want to say as the carriages are pulling in, we bump into each other outside of the lecture hall. Do you see this? To see what? The, uh, the, the clockwork servers with the, the, the burning hammer. Come on. Cause. Am I the only one that cares about this? Over here. Pretty much. I was kind of distracted by the hat. I'm sorry. Yeah, thanks. Kamira um, gave it to me. I'm going in. Hey, Kamira, do you want to meet uh, the F squad? <laughs> I'm good. She's over there with her girls. Mm -hmm. Cause. You're with us, remember? Uh, I got to get to class. I think we're all going to the same class, are sure. Yes, but you and I are sitting in the front class. It is the only place for us. I mean, I'm happy to sit in the front. Yeah, it yeah. like it works out. Everybody, let's all go together. Oh, I'm sorry. The tables are 
reserved for two people at a time. And they're clearly not, by the way. Koss <laughs> is going to look at the table and just be like, well, it looks like that spot's open for everybody. So, here, come on, everybody. <sighs> yeah, they go over and lead the F squad over to sit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sig leans over to Koss and just is like, you know, normally I really prefer the bath, but I kind of like this petty revenge we got going on here. Also, says Enya, I really like the front because if my temper goes off, I'm right by the door. That's... Do you want me to find you lose your temper in class? Depends on the teacher. That's... that's fair. This teacher's really probably not going to need to set you off. Good. Right, teacher, does anybody think they're going to hate me for that stuff on the robots? Come on. Why would they hate you? The clockwork they... servants are helpful. Yeah, if anything, they would like you more. Oh, hi. I'm Catarus. Catarus oh. de Melomar. Sorry, this is my roommate. Would you want some? And he's got um, apples, but then he's got a jar of mustard that he's dipping the apples into. Well, I'll, want I'll try anything once. Cos takes an apple and dips it in mustard. He, he will take an apple and Griff would, would peel it with his claw. Gary? Uh, I've had some earlier, thanks. Uh, can I sit with you? Uh, yeah, we have space, right? My lot of friends in here, so you're my friend. Excellent. Great. Griff, where's your roommate? Ooh. <laughs> he has been out gathering snacks for you. So he shows up with like a pile of chips. I'm right here, Griffin. You and I just sit in the back, yes? We can discuss our endeavors in Prismari together. Pause. Are you in this class? I am. Okay. This is a mandatory course. Yeah, no, just, just triple checking. We're all established here, so you can... I can sit right behind you, perhaps, and give sure. you tips in your ears. You, you, you can write them down, and we we can compare notes later. I think passing we'll... notes might get you into trouble. Well, that, that, that's that's trouble. why we're gonna compare them in our room later, privately, where no one can hear. Like, what if you have a really good idea? You don't want someone overhearing. Hi, Cantilius. Hi. <laughs> he just walks away, or he walks to his seat. Good. Why is Quintilius talking to you so much? Because we live together. Oh, oh. oh, you didn't put him on like a the do not want to room with list? You know, I didn't know there was one. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Yeah, I'm, you know, usually just taken care of. Yeah. yeah. He's um, obsequious, I think is the word. <laughs> it's I'm, a, lear I'm it's learning a good new word. words. That makes sense for you. Yeah. I'm learning new words. <laughs> yep. But he does. Make a nice bed. He tucks those sheets in. That's in like the hospital corners. What? Uh, he <laughs> made, he, made, he my... made your bed. Do you have a, a manservant? I think you have a no, my roommate. I thought Bart already yeah, came do, do to school with one? you this year. No, no, we live together. Cataras, come on. Did you make no. my bed? No, that'd be a bit weird. Agreed. I don't touch what's yours. So I'm, not saying, I'm not saying it's not weird. You sure the fellow doesn't have a crush on you? You are pretty. He is. He's a pretty person. No, I agree. <laughs> Griff, may I say that your moment is growing in really nicely after last year? <laughs> after the toilet ate it. I told you that Gary, when you sit down, you realize that in the seat next to you, a girl with turquoise hair sits down. <laughs> but she hasn't noticed you. But she is like three feet away from me. Hi, Lorene. Hmm? Hi. Ah, ah. <laughs> Carrie? Yes? 
that on your face? Are you talking about my goatee? She starts tugging at it. Just <laughs> don't do that. I just wanted to make sure it was real. Yeah, of course it's real. Well, when are you going to get rid of it? I what, didn't really have any plans for it. Oh, good, good, good for you, I guess. Thanks. How, how was your summer? It was good. I spent it working on uh, finishing the incomplete for my Silver Quill class and uh, other research. Huh. Mine was uneventful. Except for all the visits to prison to see my father. Remember? My father that you put in jail? Okay, um, listen, I'm, I'm really sorry about that still, Lorene. I mean, he is... He, he was still an, an auric who uh, poisoned an entire gala full of people. But listen, that sounds really hard. I'm sorry that you had to deal with that for your whole summer. I hope that you also had, did fun things. Thanks. We'll talk about it another time, yeah? Yep. Maybe after you shave. Excuse me? <laughs> sorry. Sorry, that was rude. You were much more handsome before. Uh, then, never mind. Harry's just gonna pretend he didn't hear that. Uh, I want you three mm -hmm. to roll perception checks. Okay. Because while Gary is talking to Lorene, Griff and Cons, as your friends are talking to other people, at some point you hear a tap. You start hearing taps. Excuse me? Along with a voice. But it's like coming from the front of the room. And not like front of the lecture hall. I mean behind the teacher's desk. And the teacher's not there yet. It's about 10 minutes before class starts. Do we notice anyone else noticing? No. Because there's a constant chatter. It kind of blends into the chatter. But the two of you, Griff, Griff and Cos, know that something's... Someone is trying to get your attention. I am. Uh, hey, Pikmin, do you want to go check that out for me, please? Can I send mine? You little fire monkey! Yeah. Pascal? Yeah. Pascal and Pikmin, at the same time, head towards the teacher's desk and start sort of sniffing around. Some of the students take notice, but there's multiple students that have mascots here, so, you know, it's not that weird. They don't see anyone. They don't spot anyone. But you two are sure that you hear somebody say, Help! Help me! Please? Griff, Griff, Griff looks over at Koss and proposes rocks, paper, scissors. I'll just go. <laughs> Koss is gonna go up to um, go check it out. Uh, Griff will go up. There is a standing mirror behind the teacher's desk, but there's a cloth over it. Pigment and Pascal are both standing in front of the mirror, staring up at it, as if they found the source of the sound. Cos is going to like lower an arm so that Pigment can uh, wrap around it and get back up on their shoulder and then look at the mirror and pull the cloth off. <gasps> Just like that. Okay. You pull the cloth off. A pair of stunning blue eyes stare back at you. It's not your reflection. It is an owlin. <laughs> There's no better way to say this. This is a hot owlin. Like, she's got, like, hooters. Please <laughs> 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 leave our house now. <laughs> she 
has got white feathers, bright blue eyes, very like prim and proper, wearing silver quilt garments, and you can tell that she leans white, because she's got more white than black in her garments. Oh, Monsieur, help me. Good morning, person in the mirror. Um, Shuba, my name is Shuba. Shuba, I'm, I'm Kos, are you? Shubadri. Shubadri, are you stuck in there? It was her. And she points over your shoulder. Your roommate is sitting at the front and center, biting into an apple, and she's just like chuckling like, <laughs> as well as a wave of a, a bunch of other students are also laughing now. And Shuba's just like, oh, it was the most terrible thing, monsieur. She came into my room, abducted me in the middle of the night. It was awful. She put bag over my head and put me in here, her and her friends. Hey, Kamira, can, could you come up here? <laughs> no. Shuba, she seems to think that you took her from her room? She did. Her and her, those three girls. Please, Monsieur Mademoiselle. Ivor, that's not the important thing right now. How do we get you out? My friend, I don't know, but please, I cannot bear it. If the teacher came in, no. Oh, oh. And is I, it safe to say we've all noticed yeah, this? Yeah, the entire this lecture way? hall has um, seen this. This is hard to miss. Can, can I do like an investigation to try and figure out what might help here? Yeah. Okay. You walk up there. There's a bunch of students that may have like gotten closer just because they're nosy, but they're not being helpful. They're just laughing at this growl, and she looks very panicked. What if I can't get out in in days, weeks? What am I gonna eat? And then Mistake is investigating. And Mistake is able to notice that very tiny writing all around the mirror is a riddle. The riddle is as follows. I can be acquired by anyone, be it peasant or king. Though if I am bought, I am as valueless as words spoken. You may give me to someone, yet at the same time keep me. And though I cannot be touched or held, I can be easily broken. What am I? Trust. Respect. Experience. All of the above. The mirror starts glowing. And having seen what happens with the Rose Pentagar books, you can kind of tell what's coming. And that the whole mirror starts shaking. And Kamira, behind Koss, you can hear her scoffling. <laughs> Oh, what is happening? What is happening? And then she just gets spat out. She stands up, <laughs> ruffles her feathers a little bit. Oh, thank you so much. Um, who do I have to thank? Oh, group effort. Group effort. It's the F squad. Um, you were very blurry from in the F squad. <laughs> oh, to be rescued yep. by heroes. Um, let's just go find you a seat. You're oh. you're a silver quill, right? Yes, Shubadri Klimplant. Yeah. Shuba, for sure. It's nice to meet you. I haven't actually met another white-leaning silver quill yet. Oh, pleasure to meet you. Uh, is your roommate as scary as mine? Well, my roommate is the person who got you stuck in there, so... Oh, and Kaz is going to, like, look back at uh, Kamira and just kind of, like, mean mug her a little bit. <laughs> Let's go find you another seat, okay? Thank you, yes. And uh, just in time for Professor Mavinda Sharpie to walk into hey. the room. Good morning. 
second years. You all might recognize me. Hi, hello, F-Squad, and others. Uh, <laughs> I'm also here. Oh, hi. You know who I am. I do. <laughs> it is a pleasure to have thee all here. You might recognize me as the person who swore you all in. Hell, you might recognize me from the orientation. It is a pleasure to be teaching your second year mandatory course of scrivening and symbology. In this course, you will be studying shapes, symbols, languages, anything and everything that has to do with spellcasting at the base level. What verbal components to use, what surfaces work best with what verbal components, and so on and so forth. And you will be tested three exams per the year, as per last year. Now, let us all take out our books. I do hope you bought them. Hey, Lorene, can I share your book? No. I'm sorry, I'm sharing it with my new friend here. Stukora. Stukora. Hey, Griff. I gotcha. Thank you. Yeah. Honestly, I should have asked you first. And the rest of the class goes pretty straightforward for a first day. I mean, she goes over the curriculum and all that. And she will explain that you may not know more than one or two languages, but that let that not be a hindrance here. For you, you will learn at least the fundamentals of other languages in order to know what the best symbols are to cast spells. Because sometimes you could borrow symbols from other languages, and they could work even better for certain spells. All of this will be covered later on in the semester. But for now, it looks like we are out of time. So please. Do go on and mingle amongst yourselves. Remember, we are not just a class, we are a unit. We are a family. And she's just being overly kind, as is her nature. But when she says we are a family, oof. This is unlike the first years, this is a mixed class of Prismaris, Lorholtz, Witherbrus, uh, Quandrises, Silverquills. And yeah, they, they, they're not feeling it. Unlike the camaraderie of last year, this year, there's something innately competitive about the air in the room. I imagine the white silver quill is competing to be the nicest people in the room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that, that's what happens at the very end of class, and then the bell rings. That competitive air continues as uh, the crowd kind of begins to mingle, but in clicks. Very colored clicks. White and blacks, green and blues, blues and reds, reds and whites, and of course the red and blues, uh, green and blacks. Mistake goes over to Koss and sort of links arms and leans over to say, So, your roommate? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have a talk with her. Just a talk? Just a talk for now. I kind of want to keep the peace. I'm gonna be living with her for a bit. That's fair. When the bell rings and people start to shuffle out after after a few minutes of mingling, you see Dario walk in with a book bag. He looked like he was heading straight for Professor Lavinda Sharpbeak, but he stops halfway when he sees you. Oh. Hey. <laughs> he considers talking to you, but then shrugs, shakes his head, and goes to chat with the professor. But Kamira noticed the look. She walks up to you, as you're presumably with mistakes still. What was that? I don't know, just some guy I saw around the other day. Some guy? Yeah? 
There's a lot of students. I see a lot of people. Be careful with that one. He's bad news. Oh yeah? Do you know him? <laughs> know him? I know him better than anyone in this campus. He's my brother. Class mentally is like, not X. <laughs> <laughs> if you know what's best for you, you might want to stay away from him. Well, I... It's good to know, I guess. I'll catch up with you later. Great. And, uh, Koss <laughs> leans in, keeping the smile on her face, she will whisper, If you ever step in my way again, there will be consequences. Thank you. Love you. Bye. See you in the room. Koss is going to, like, smile very cheerfully after her and give her a little friendly wave and just <laughs> turn around to mistake and be like, ah, What was your idea? Before we see what Koss and Mistake are up to <laughs> with their free period, two of our party members are heading to Quandrix. Quandrix class! <laughs> Is Gary just- Gary's so good? excited to be taking a Quandrix class that's not like a year one Quandrix class. Mm -hmm. So I take it you're sharing a carriage to Quandrix from Temple. They do force you to fill it up because everyone is all over the place. So they're like, we need to fill up these carriages. The first person that steps into your carriage is a minotaur, very quiet, big minotaur. Makes the carriage kind of sink to the right a little. Full ring. It's fine. Unexpected. And then the other is Lorene. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry, could I take a different carriage? No, no, they're all booked. So Gary, what, what, what is it that this class is about? Um... Quantitative volcano physics. Yep. Baking vortex holes. Wait, yeah. why did you sign up for the class if you didn't know what it was about? Well, I mean, like, I... It sounded cool. I mean, it sounds extremely cool. I, I think we're going to be doing a lot of applied mathematics. Cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, I'm gonna need some adding things. And sure. multiplying, and dividing, and figuring out the square root of things, and derivatives. Probably some basic calculus. I don't think we need differential equations for this one, which is good. I mean, I've never really completely wrapped my head around them. No, 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 not that one. Sorry, I'm mad at you. Yes, Wait, you're mad at me? Oh, toodaloo. <laughs> you're in the carriage with me. Yes, no, I was going to zone out. Okay, fine, you know what, this isn't a conversation to have in front of Griff, and I'm sorry, I don't know your name. I'm not a child. <laughs> what? what? I, I was just asking what your name was. Oh, I, I have a name. <laughs> it's, it's a good name. I wasn't saying that you're a child, I was no, I, not I, just, it's just, it's awkward. Well, it became awkward. I didn't I, know that she was mad at me, did you know she was mad at me? I just didn't I, care about my name anymore. I don't really talk to her. <laughs> He's gotta talk to, you know, the squad. Like, like, right, sorry, so what was your name? Oh, oh, I don't care. Uh, Dra Drazomir. Drazomir. Mm. I'm Gary. This is Griff. Hey. Uh, That's Lorene. Wait, I thought you were fine. I don't care. I'm not mad at her, she's just mad at me. Well, if someone wasn't so selfish as to give me a sending stone and pretend to want to listen to me at all times, and then suddenly... Wait, wait, oh, wait, it doesn't wait. work. I, I didn't realize that I did not explain that it was a temporary sending stone. I mean, what How I do you forget to explain that, Gary? What do you mean, talk to at all times? What do you think Gary is? I thought he was my friend. What do you, yeah, but all the time? Oh, 
That's that's your expectation. That's not Gary. Well, who made you therapist? <laughs> to be fair, yes. <laughs> Darn it, real life is coming into the game. So you get to Quandrix, and you enter the class. It is a much smaller classroom than the one you were just in, much like Computational Magic 101. It is a roughly 20 to 30 student size classroom, and it is a lot more like a, like a lab than a lecture hall. There are ingredients and all sorts of equipment along the sides, and at the very front, a desk with a single apple at the center. Symmetrical as hell, and you have a few minutes to settle in before Lorene tries to make small talk, but it's very awkward because she's still kind of mad at Gary, but she's just like, Damn, this one's the Dean. Dean of Quandrix. That's a big deal. I want to find out who the new Dean is. Yeah. How are the desks set up? Are they like just... Much like Computational Magic, you are set up in groups of two, so you have a lab partner. Gary. Uh, lab partner? Lab, yeah. Yep. I'll, I'll lend you the book and you can tell me how it works. Amazing! Yeah, that sounds great. Did you know that they say the best way to really reinforce your learning of something is to teach somebody else? I did not know that. <laughs> so you are going to teach me? Yep, this is going to be great. I'll be learning this twice. Okay. And so the doors open, and this professor walks in, Professor Slash D. She is a human, dark-skinned, brown curly hair that she keeps tied up behind her, and she was wearing very thick round glasses. She's of course wearing Quandrix garments, a lot of which have straps on them for her to keep vials and other sorts of equipment on herself. She almost gives you the impression of an artificer, except that Unlike most artificers that Gary is used to working with at the Visit League, who are like ready to get their hands dirty and all that, Dean Simone is very clean. So she's willing to get her hands dirty, but like with an apron and lab gloves on and all that. Like you can tell she she cares about her appearance as well. And she walks right in, heads straight to the front. Welcome everyone. Quantitative arcane physics. <laughs> Now, I believe in just jumping right in, don't you all? Because no magical phenomena was ever solved by doing icebreakers. In this class, we are going to learn the magic of vortex warps. Who's ever seen a vortex warp? Raise your hands. Hmm? No, nobody raises their hands. Great, this is gonna be fun. She grabs the apple from her desk, bites into it. Now, one thing that you must understand is that you're not going to get to the level that I am in, your, in this year. Hell, you might not even get there by the end of four years of school. But if you try hard enough, you might just be able to relocate. And by that, I mean, well, can I have a volunteer? Gary will raise his hand. Great! She throws the apple right at your face. You see it coming right before it hits you. A portal opens up. The apple goes through the portal and she catches it in her left hand because a second portal opened up that she caught and then the portal disappears. Did that give you a spook? Yup, yup. And you could do it too. Remember, Sweet. you could do it too. That's what I want you to take away from this class. Can I have a second volunteer? Oh, me! Great, yeah. step right up to the front, please. Okay. <laughs> do us a favor. She opens up a portal. Step in. No, uh, no. Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry. I should give 
more feedback on this. Through relocation, you will be able to transport a peer or yourselves or a foe, more importantly, to a different location. Now, this could prove very useful in the face of danger. Yes? Closer? As, as you're talking about it, Griff is just slowly putting a finger in. He's trying to figure out what it feels like. It's just darkness, because she hasn't opened up the second portal yet. How does it feel? It, has a, it just doesn't feel like anything. Like, mm. like, like I don't have a finger. Look closer. Okay. Closer? Yeah. Closer? Oh, yeah. <laughs> she gives you a push and then she opens up the second portal. <laughs> and what happens is you just keep falling <laughs> over and over. Shit! And then eventually, she'll close the bottom portal and just uh, make a big fluffy pillow appear. Now, how was that? Again. <laughs> Great, you've earned one of these, and she hands you an apple. I got an apple. Good job, buddy. Thank you for volunteering. You will get extra credit. He like has a little jaunt in his head. He feels. Very accomplished for doing nothing. <laughs> and Lorene's like, I want one. <laughs> now, once again, in the face of danger is when this will prove the most useful. What we will be practicing for the first month is how to relocate simple objects like an apple or a pencil. Whatever it is that you possess, we will be working on relocating it from one side of the table to the other. Sound good? Uh, yes. What happens if we just permanently lose things. Then you permanently lose them. So what happens to them though? Do they go somewhere else or are they just kind of in the atmosphere then? Well, that is a good question. And you probably will have to take a fourth level course in order to even begin to comprehend where things go when they are not in real time and space. Okay, so they go somewhere that's not real as opposed to just a different random location then. Call it a pocket dimension, if you will. Oh, like one of these. So Gary is going to do rope trick. Yeah. <gasps> what is that? I've never heard of this. This is a, a level two spell. You touch a length of rope that is up to 60 feet long. One end of the rope then rises into the air until the whole rope hangs perpendicular to the ground. At the upper end of the rope, an invisible entrance opens to an extra-dimensional space that lasts until the spell ends. The extra-dimensional space can be reached by climbing to the top of the rope. The space can hold as many as eight medium or smaller creatures. Anything inside the extra-dimensional space drops out when the spell ends. Damn. Yeah, I think uh, what this sort of is, is he's got a little powder that he has and a rope, and he just puts the powder on his hands like chalk and like puts that along the rope, does a little lasso twirl thing, and then it just like jumps up and the loop of the lasso makes the, the entrance mm -hmm. and oh, it's hanging that's down. So, cool. so you can kind of just like look up and uh, oh and my. see the Yes, that is exactly what I mean, Mr. What was your name? Oh, Garrett Grigg. You can call me Gary. Gary, it is a pleasure to meet you. You are a true quantic scholar in the making. So cool. Lord. Learned it over the summer. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's rad. Yes, math can be <laughs> rad. <laughs> so cute. Thank you, uh, uh, Mr. Grigg, for that wonderful demonstration. Now, let's get started on the basics, shall we? And class continues onward, because I don't want to lecture for an hour. <laughs> oh, we're not going to... I was writing for notes. I was gonna... <laughs>
So, meanwhile, what the hell are you two tricksters up to? Mistake wants to use your earring on the Oh boy. Are you with Koss when you're doing this? I think we're playing together. Probably. Koss and Mistake found like a table, maybe even the Firebolt Cafe or something. They're just sitting and Mistake doesn't even warn Koss, just taps her earring to Snoop Kamir. Okay. So you dive into that well of places. It's a bit tougher this time, it takes longer than usual. But eventually you're able to zone in on an argument. But the argument is happening behind closed doors. Between a man and a woman. And it's a heated argument. And they're blaming each other for one thing or another. You can't quite discern the voices. The voices that are clear are as follows. Like, so who do you want to stay with? I don't know. Dad, I guess. Typical. Men, sticking together. Look, just, can you stop? Why do you have to be like this? Why is it always you against the world? You know the world's not out to get you, right? Ha! Big brother. You have much to learn, despite being older. Yeah? The world sucks. I know. But that doesn't mean that everyone out there is out to get you. It just means the world sucks and we're stuck here together. So, can we at least try to be friends? <laughs> Looks like you've chosen a side. I hope Dad is uh, nicer once he's no longer with Mom. And just long, awkward silences in between this tense conversation. I know the things you get up to when Mom and Dad are not watching. Do they know? What, that I'm magically gifted? Of course they know. <laughs> no. But do they know your sociopathic little habits? And Dario is just, I don't know what you mean. You must be projecting. Anyway, I got my acceptance letter today. And I think that's it. I think that's when you're pulled back. So I think what's happening is Mistake's getting kind of the hang of her earring, but after a bit, the earring is uh, building up. So I want you to roll with disadvantage this time. Okay. For your, uh... All right, well that's a nat 20 and a nine. I think that does not pass. Yeah. Four points of psychic damage Oof. for you. Immediately splitting headache and just, man, you need some silence yeah. for a sec. <laughs> so, Mistake just doubles over, like, holding her hands to her temples, just, ow. Oh, sorry, feel better. <laughs> uh, take four points of healing. <laughs> hey! <laughs> no, you know that worked. Alright, that wasn't, that wasn't too helpful. What did you find out? Uh, sounds like parents really hate each other. Are no longer together, split up maybe a couple of years ago, I don't know. It sounds like Mira has an older sibling, an older brother. Um also at Street Saving. Oh, okay. So that I guess confirms something that she was saying. Maybe we could ask him. I I I met him the other day, so we could ask him if she's got anything. That's true, it doesn't sound like they're close by any means. Though I'm not sure on that. To start, then our hand will be known in whatever we do. Sure. And I don't know, if 
he's anything like his sister, then do we really want to get closer? Yeah, I guess we can try something else. Uh, is Shivatra here with us? Oh, um, would you have asked her to come? I think so, yeah. She just got, like, trapped into the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She shows up with coffees. Yeah. Like, oh, sorry. Oh, mine. I would just like to say once more, thank you so much for your help. I really appreciate it. Of course, it's it's what we do. We're the F squad. Sure. Uh, can I ask you a question? Oh, anything. Did you do something to make Kamira mad at you? No, no. She said that it was just because I was a white silver quill. I said, oh, mademoiselle, that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. And she said, you should have chosen wisely. <laughs> I'm a white silver quill. She hasn't said anything to me yet. I would be careful. I was a bit wary of her. My first year, she can be a bit mean and competitive. I did nothing to hurt her or antagonize her. She just decided I was an enemy. I haven't been her roommate for more than a couple of days, but it kind of seems like she has a lot of opinions about who people should be. Yeah. Uh, she's kind of decided that I'm her best friend in crime and assigned oh. that. But you are too kind. That's what I was thinking. I thought maybe she she was just, you know, a lot, like an intense person, but it kind of sounds like she's very actively mean. Yeah. Friends, I do not seek retaliation. I just want to lead with kindness and hope that she learns from her mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> what? Sorry, my, my name's mistake. Oh! <laughs> she just like giggles and blushes. Anyway, I hope that leading with kindness works out. Oh, I hope so. If Professor Sunmane has anything to say about it, kindness always prevails. It was nice to meet both of you. Yeah, nice uh, to meet you as well. Definitely, if you want to hang out at some point and I'm not, you know, occupied. Oh, sure, I would love to. <laughs> it is refreshing to meet a civil girl who doesn't immediately insult me. Oh, may I say, since the moment you removed that cloth from the mirror, you radiated kindness. In fact, I saw something in your eyes that I've never seen before. Now, what is your form? And slash, what has been your form all day? Cos, I think... Do you know Aladrin? Yes, a little bit. They're like elemental elves, or like seasonal elves, essentially. They right. probably went with a like spring Aladrin kind of like a new beginnings kind of thing. Elf, but they've got like natural floralness to them. Right. Flower hair? Yeah, something like that. <gasps> there was something about you. Perhaps it was the flowers in your hair. I just knew that you were someone who I could count on. So thank you. Thank both of you. And the lion. Griff. Yes, Griff. He's one of those people who I mentioned who's a lot, but you know, kind of nice when you know him. Like Camila? No, not like her. Good, good. Well, I'll let you get about the rest of your day. We have a oh, plan to make. <laughs> she heads out, flies out the window. <laughs> she has pretty pretty eyes. Yeah, pretty nice. Going to now, because I have three uses of this earring a day, mm -hmm. going to now snoop Dario. 
Now, oh. Nisix never met him, but does now know of his existence. Mm-hmm. Saw him walking in. And, and saw him before. She's going to sweep him, because now she's curious. All right. Kamira referenced Dario's sociopathic tendencies, and he said she was projecting. So now she, she wants to see if she can get a sense of who Dario is. Okay. This one's shorter. It is both shorter in length and it also takes you less time to be able to zone in. You hear a very familiar voice that may or may not make you sick to your stomach immediately. Honey, sweet baby! Hold on now. You shortchanged me here. Now you were supposed to sell me X book and Y book, as well as a couple of potions here on the side, and let me tell you, the numbers ain't just ain't adding up. I I'm sorry, but I'm gonna have to let you go. And you hear Dario's voice being like, Hey, come on. After everything we've been through, oh yeah, no, it breaks my heart too. It breaks my heart too, let me tell you. But you know, I gotta do what I gotta do and you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, all right, all right. I brought this on myself, you're right. What do you say? We shake on it, like men. <laughs> That's the first mature thing I hear you say all year. And you hear the handshake. Listen, no hard feelings, right? I mean, this is just business. If you still want to sell me things, I'm willing to cooperate. You just can't tell from me no more. All right. All right, sounds good. You hear like the faintest sound over their conversation. You hear the faintest sound of coins rattling. Hey man, I'll see you around. Let's see you as always on your gorgeous ass face. But yeah, thanks. Appreciate it, Fane. You sure you're asexual? <laughs> All the way, baby. And he walks out and you hear points being counted. And you just hear, oh shit, hey, get back here. And you just hear running. And that's all you get before you're brought back. And Wisdom saves you. That's a 15. Okay. One, 16. All right. Much better this time. Uh, all right, I kind of like him. Okay. Uh, Who? The, the brother. I don't know. Um, Dario. Kind of. So... Kind he, of Dario? No, I mean, I kind of like him. Kind of. I'm not sure yet. So anyway, Camille previously referenced his sociopathic tendencies. He said she was projecting, which I would believe, but I wanted to check. Apparently he used to sell for fame, hmm. uh, but shortchanged him, and then when fame fired him for it, took his coin purse. Hmm. Well, that's probably not, not a red flag, you know, what fame's like. Yeah, and, you know, my friends back home have done less, so I've done less. So, okay. might not cool. be that bad. So yeah, I'll, I'll see if I can find him. Let me know if it gives you anything useful. Of course. Um, mistake. I I couldn't help but notice that um, the, the globe that you gave me, right? <laughs> yes. I was like picking it up to admire it the other day, and then when I put it back down and noticed there was this black smudge on my hand, then I was like, okay, whatever, I'll just swap it off, I'll swap it to something different. And it stayed on. And so I swapped it to a bunch of different things, and it somehow managed to stay on through all of them. Is that normally how you shower cost? Do you just change your form and it also cleans you? Well, no, it's just, it's... I was... Long story short, I was wondering, 
Where did you get this thing, and where can I find something like it? Um, Redfell and Redfell. Also, I kind of got the ointment from Mixotaris. From? Oh, the goblin! The, the goblin alchemist, yeah. Oh, that's fun. How's he doing? Uh, he's, he's doing well, I guess. There's been a bit of a leader shake-up. Long story short, he's the new leader of the, the, the clan. Oh, what happened to the vampire one? Uh, <laughs> the tiny head. Got sick of him, I guess. Okay, I would like to end today on a group scene. Group scene! Yay! So that evening, you all meet back at the base. Yeah. AKA. Bane's old office that has been refurbished. Mistaken costs are showing up together and Griff and Gary are showing up together and you kind of meet up on the way as you're heading to the base. And then I was just going through one portal after the other. I, the other. I, I was there, yep. It, it was very cool. And then it just kept going. <laughs> what just kept going? Me, through portals. Gary, tell him! And like, just pats Gary on the back like... Griff turned into a machine for infinite energy when he uh, just kept going through two portals that were next to each other. That sounds kind of nauseating. Yes, it does. Oh, it was terrible. It was great, though. Also, the math is really cool. And <laughs> <laughs> Gary starts going into that. Klaus does their best to listen attentively, but their eyes start defocusing after certain <laughs> points. You know, this is, this is like talking to Jordan. I understand about half of it. Yeah, she's actually in that class, so you know, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense, yes. Tangerine. Oh, apologies. Do you know that she was mad at me? Yes. She didn't say anything until today. Oftentimes people don't. Didn't she throw a rock at you? Okay, but I would have thought that, you know, she kind of did that and got over it. I mean, how are you meant to know people are mad at you if they don't tell you? Yeah, it does seem a little weird to be holding the grudge of that months later. I mean, yeah, but, you know, social cues. Also, I was told she wanted to talk to us about something. Marie? Yeah. She didn't say anything to me, well, except for being upset about her father, but that seemed more like a rant than anything useful to tell me. I can't remember much after the portals. <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah, I'm, I'm great. As How you're many talking. fingers am I holding up? <laughs> all of them. You're holding all of them up. Cost pops up extra fingers. <laughs> <laughs> and then you make it to the base. You're surprised to see uh, Captain Dappling in there having tea with Bart. Immediately sober. Yeah. Bart immediately stands up at attention as he does back at Burning Hammer Palace. Captain Dappling, not so much. She's just kind of huddled over the table, very weakly picking up her key. Oh. The F Squad. And she, give me a hand, Earl. And the Earl like helps her stand up. She's got a cane. And she starts limping towards you. So. I do like what you've done with the place. What, no words? No, just, it's good to see you. We haven't seen you since the start of the year. That's a lie. I saw you in the crowd. Yes, but we haven't actually seen you since, and it's a bit... Like, properly. It's a bit different to talk to you like this than to be in the crowd. Right, right. Are you feeling okay? 
No. But I'm a fighter. So, I was just talking to your butler, Bartholomew. Seems like you have your work cut out for you for the year. I do hope this doesn't get in the way of your studies. What work do we have cut out for us? <laughs> I was planning on focusing on studies this year. You brought this on yourself. We did what? I did warn you. Your studies come first. But what? I'll let I... you... It sounds like everyone thinks our studies come first. So what, what's, well, what's going on? Yeah. What did we bring upon ourselves here? Master Griff, have you not told him? Tell him what? What you asked me to do. Oh dear. And Captain Dapplewing and the Earl walk out of the room. It's like, do stop by Dapplewing Manor for a chat if you ever so feel like it. <clears throat> what did you ask Bartholomew to do? Well, <laughs> this is quite awkward. Uh, do we need to adopt like code words so people can't impersonate us? No, no. This came from Master Griff. Just so you know, the tryouts are underway. They will, at the end of the week, they will be held. The tryouts for... Jordan also mentioned tryouts. I figured it was just a stupid sports thing. No. These are the tryouts for the B squad. What? Why are we having tryouts for the... Oh, yeah. Well, do you think that Captain Dapplewing was just going to let you have this space without making use of it? Shelly and I were just batting around ideas over the summertime, and I was just saying, why did you take note of this? Well, I took note. I, did, I didn't. The F Squad <laughs> is now an official extracurricular club that students can join. <laughs> what? Does that uh, mean we have to drop our other ones? Because I'd really rather No. It means that you will be in charge of the main missions. What missions? Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us again this week. This episode was recorded in Watertown, Massachusetts, also known as the traditional land of the Pekoset and Nanantum peoples. I'd like to give a huge thank you to all of the talented musicians that helped bring this podcast to life with their amazing music. We've provided a link to their web pages in the description. I would also like to thank our talented players, Tyler Rubin, Rin Garnett, Michael Yang, and Nikki Aguilar Thompson. This story would not be the same without their wonderful creativity. I've been your host and DM, Alex Aguilar-Thompson, and I hope to see you here again next week for another episode of Roleplay Radio. Mm-hmm.